People of the internet, it's EDB here. That's Eric Deshaun Barrett for long. And if you're listening to this when it's released, then it is Sunday, December 13th, 2020. And guess what? We bout it. Good morning. Good morning to everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This is the day that the Lord has. Good morning. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we are rejoicing, and we are glad in it. David said it like this, and I'm like that this morning. I was glad when they said unto me, "Let us go into the house of the Lord." Father, we honor you, we praise you, we give you glory. We give you honor for this opportunity that you've given us, Lord, to rise early this morning, able to breathe in and to breathe out. It's because of you we have our being. We live and we have our being. Such a gracious God you are. You are the only exalted one, and we exalt your name. You're King of kings and you're Lord of lords. You are our high priest and we honor you. We honor you with the fruits of our lips. We deliberately and intentionally praise you. It's not by force of our circumstances, not by force of problems and troubles, but it's our delight to love upon you, to express with our lips how much we love you and how much we adore you, how much we appreciate you, how much we recognize you as our God and our Lord. We honor you, Lord. And Lord, as we come this morning, we come, Lord God, as empty pictures standing before a full fountain. Lord, we ask you for forgiveness of our sins, that what we've done aware and unaware. Lord, cleanse us, wash us with your blood. Thank you for the finished work of the cross. Thank you for your life, the death and the burial of our Lord Jesus Christ. And Father, we thank you for the promise of you. You promised us the comforter, your Holy Spirit, that live with us and abide with us and comfort us to all truth. And we thank you for that. Father, you have some thankful souls on this that showed up for service this morning. <laughs> they just, just uh, show up to be seen. Lord God, it can't be seen, but Lord, they just didn't come just to be heard. Lord, they could have been rested in our beds. But we decided that we want to tell you thank you. Thank you for them all that you've done. Thank you for what you're doing and thank you for what you're going to do. Father, we got a big checklist that we can go down and we can reference to your glory, your presence, your miracles, your healings, your deliverance. Lord God, we got a long checklist that we can look back and and see actually it wasn't our doing, it was your doing. It was you that brought us through the storm. It was you that brought us through the rain. It was you that kept us in all of the trials and tribulations. When we had to lay there on that bed while they gave us anesthesia to keep, to knock us out, to take us out of of our consciousness, 
so we can get operated on. God, you brought us back and you snapped life back in us. You slapped our soul back in these bodies and you quickened them to understand and to know where we were just before we went under. You took some of us through operations, Lord God. You you gave replacements of joints and you 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 healed some people of cancer, Lord God. And God, you, you healed some people of migraine headaches and God, you're allowing some of us to deal with high blood pressure and sugar diabetes, Lord. God, then you're still great. You're still good. Even though sometimes these bones get a little stiff and get a little pain every now and then, you're still good, Lord. We just want to thank you. As we are in this Advent season, Lord, as we look forward towards celebrating and celebrating your birth, God, we still look for that great event (laughs) that you come back and gather your children. Thank you, Lord God, for preparing a place for us. You said, let not our hearts be troubled, because if we believe in you, hallelujah, you are going away that you're going to prepare a place for us. And where you are, we may be also. And we thank you because even now we are living in these bodies, carrying out the mission. And they are and and what you have designed for us to do while we own this earth. Uh, I used to hear Mama say, we are just pilgrims, just passing through <laughs> this so gentle time here. And Father, we thank you, Lord God, for this assignment that you have given us, waiting for that great event when you gather your children back to you. And Lord God, as we as your people come this morning, we intercede for our people. We intercede for our children. We intercede for our families. We intercede for our neighbors, our friends. We intercede, and now we build an altar for our our elected officials. We build an altar, Lord God, for those who are sick. We build an altar for those who are dealing with COVID-19, Lord God. We, we, we build an altar for those who are in the hospital or restorators, Lord God. We build an altar, Lord God, for those who are dealing with physical pain, never 24-7, always feeling pain. We build an altar, Lord God, for those who are dealing with death, Lord God, have lost loved ones, and, and they're feeling the pain of sorrow and hurt. Father, we build an altar for those, Lord God, that are homeless, that don't have no place to stay, no shelter over their head. They spent last night under a bridge, under some cardboard, Lord God. We build an altar, Lord God, for those who have families and, and they can't feed their children, Lord God. And, and God, they wish so much that they could be able to give their children like other people. But, Father, we build an altar for them right now, for that person that's feeling suicidal, that person that feels that all hope is gone, that they don't have nowhere else to go. We build an altar for that person, Lord God, that's, that's sitting there at the table, they got a gun in one hand and pills in the other. We build an altar 
altar this morning for those who feel like they've been left out all of their life and look like life has trampled over them and they they look like every time they get through one storm only to face another storm. God, we build an altar this morning for those who are lonely. Lord God, those who feel in despair, Lord, feeling that they have no hope. They got children. They got a spouse. They got family. They got cousins. They got nieces and nephews, but yet they still feel alone. We build an altar this morning, Lord God, for those who are trying to satisfy themselves with everything else other than you. They are trying drugs and alcohol. They're trying all kinds of sexual perversions, Lord God. We build an altar this morning for that person that's going to AA and NA looking for deliverance, but only to go back out to do the same thing they was doing before. We build an altar this morning for that person, Lord God, that, that is in jail, Lord God, that is facing the life sentences, Lord God, for something that they allow themselves to listen to the devil for a few moments and cause their life to sour down. Father, we build an altar this morning. We build an altar, Lord God, for those judges that have to judge them, Lord God. We build an altar for those who the persecutors that have to persecute them. We build an altar for those lawyers that have to stand before the judge, Lord God, on their behalf. Lord God, we build an altar for our state legislators. We build an altar for our congressmen. We build an altar, Lord God, for our city representatives, our mayors. And Lord God, we build an altar, Lord God, for our governor, Lord God. We build an altar, Lord God, for our president of the United States of America. We build an altar for the president-elect of the United States of America. We build an altar for those who are on the battlefield fighting that Lord God, so that we can have our freedom here in this country, Lord God. Those men and women, Lord God, that have given up their lives for the service to protect us. God, we build an altar for them right now, Lord God. As they stand in harm's way, as they stand as the enemy, Lord God. Fighting them, Lord God, we build an altar for we build an altar for their protection, Lord God. We build an altar for the generals and those who have to make this strategic orders, to give orders, to make sure they're at the right place at the right time. God, we build an altar, Lord God, for our friends. God, we build an altar for our friends and our loved ones, Lord God. We build an altar. We build an altar for First Virtual this morning. We build an altar for Pastor Barrett this morning. We build an altar for everyone that's on this line this morning. We build an altar, Lord God, and we kneel and we pray to you. You're the true and all-wise God. You know our circumstances. You know what we need exactly when we need it and how much we need. God, you know how much milk and how many eggs. You know how much bacon powder, Lord God. You know how much flour and how much milk to put into bakers like you want us to be, Lord God. And God, that's our desire this morning, Lord, to be what you want us to be. That's 
Yes, our desire this morning, Lord God, to be in your perfect will. Not our will, but your will be done in our life. And God, we surrender to you, the all-wise and true and living God. There is none like you. There is none like you in the heavens. There is none like you in the earth. You all together wonderful. You all together worthy. You all together God. And we praise you this morning. And we glorify you this morning. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord God. And we praise you with our lips. We praise you with our lips this morning. You're such a great God. You're such a great God. And we honor you this morning. As we come, Lord God, we pray for the service. We pray, Lord God, for every participant, Lord God. We pray, God, that you will move by your power. God, give us a word this morning. Give us life this morning. Give us a path that we may travel, Lord God, in you like never before. Open the eyes of our hearts that we may see you. God, because you are high and lifted up. (laughs) Oh, your glory fills the temple. And we thank you and we glorify you. And we give your name the praise. In Jesus' name. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way, Lord. Thou art the pattern. We are the clay. Mold us and shape us. After thy will. While we are waiting, yielded and still, oh, have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way, thou art the power to I am the clay, mold me and make me after thy will, while I am waiting, yielded and Hallelujah. 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 At this time, we brought before and we built an altar this morning for many situations, but there are I know that there are other situations and many situations that I may not have come up and close to. But I thank God because he's a personal God. He knows about us, and he knows exactly what we need. He knows your heart. At this time, we're going to take a few moments, and maybe there is something that is playing on your heart. Maybe it's something that you need an answer for before 8 o'clock this morning. It's something that you need to change before 12 noon today. 
Maybe it's something that you're facing that you need a miracle by Monday morning. Whatever it is, whatever is on your heart, our Father is, is, is ready to listen. Let's take a few moments, and whatever that is, take it to the Lord right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. While I am waiting, while you are waiting, while you are waiting. We are yielded and still. Amen. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to First Virtual. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As we said before, this is the day that the Lord has made. Are we alive this morning? Yes, we are. I am. All right. All right. All right. I just want to make sure that we are alive and all accounted for, that we are ready to hear what the Spirit and what the Lord has said to us in this day and to this service. We know that Pastor has a great word for us, and we are waiting for that. God has already he done set the, he done set the atmosphere. And I'm telling you, whatever you want this morning, you can have it. Yes, you can have it. God's got it, and you can have it. And we thank God for you. And we welcome all visitors. If this is your first time visiting with us, we welcome you, and we're glad that you want to be a part of something great that is happening in our midst. And we thank you for coming. And share it. Tell somebody. Invite Tell them, give them them and share it with them and tell them, let's go. I got somewhere to go, 645 next Sunday morning. I want you to go with me. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. We thank God for you. We thank God for his presence. Amen. Sister Clarice. Good morning, Pastor Terrence. Thank you. Good morning. And. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And um, I have the lyrical meditation this morning. And as Pastor Terrence said earlier, we are in the Advent season. So our meditation this morning is a hymn by Carol Berklin, and it's an Advent hymn. The first verse, we're going to hear Mary, and she talks to Joseph about the holy baby and his soon coming. In the second verse, Joseph responds to Mary. And in the last verse, we are drawn in as the angels announce, peace to all and God's goodwill. The lyrical meditation, Gentle Joseph, Joseph dear. Gentle Joseph, Joseph dear, stay with me for the baby's near. God will surely your goodness here as you will love this newborn child says Mary gladly Mary 
Mary mine. I will cradle the child divine. Here will heaven and earth combine, for you will bear God's child, O dearest Mary. Peace to all, and God's goodwill, heaven and earth, will this song fill. Soon will God, in the evening still, be born in Bethlehem, the child of Mary. Amen. Now we have Brother Dennis with the scriptural meditation. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Anyway, Sister Clarice, nice to have you back with us on Sunday. uh, Thank you. Hopefully this is the beginning of many, many Sundays with us. Uh, As I sit here looking outside, the uh, sun hasn't quite made it up yet, but it is starting to get light. Uh, And it reminds me that God gives us light every day, and he gives us brightness in our lives as long as we're open and and, uh, uh, ready for his his day. Uh, This past week I talked about, uh, uh, you know, re-gifting and and the gift that God gives us. And this uh, verse that I'm going to read to you comes from Titus and it kind of follows up on on what uh, what we talked about on Wednesday you know I, I, I talked about the, uh, the Bible being uh, repetitive it, it, it tells us over and over what we need to know and, and how we need to live and this verse kind of sums it up pretty quickly the this Advent season that we're approaching and it uh, explains a lot of things and, and maybe uh, some of the words in this these uh, three verses will touch you and, and maybe open your eyes this morning to who God is and what God has to, to give to us. And we're looking at uh, Titus chapter 3, verses 4 through 7. It says, But when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, He saved us, not because of righteousness, uh, things we had done, but because of His mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by his Holy Spirit, whom he poured out generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. Those three verses kind of sum it up. You know, God gave us a great gift. Uh, the gift of love and kindness uh, from Jesus, uh, the, the grace of saving us, and, and um, the rebirth of, of, of who we are through the Holy Spirit. And, and if you just think about, uh, you know, what He has done uh, through Jesus, you know, all these things apply, and, and hopefully they apply to your life. Uh, you know, you were uh, lost and. and not knowing where to go and how to go, and, and you uh, turn to God and ask Him for help and, and for salvation, and through the pouring of His Holy Spirit into you, He led you to what? To become a, 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 a heir of His kingdom. You know, you inherited uh, the right to be, have eternal life. And nobody can take that away from you, you know, no matter what uh, 
people say or, or Satan tries to get get in your mind. You know, God loves us and he always will love us, especially during this season. You know, Sister Freeze talked about Joseph and Mary and, and what they're uh, uh, facing here uh, uh, in, on their journey to Bethlehem. And if you think about what they went through and how they got there and, and what they uh, had to put up with, uh, it wasn't an easy thing. Some of the ladies online that that have gone through pregnancies, can you imagine riding on a donkey? We won't even go there, will we? Anyway, and and being having given birth uh, in the stable uh, with uh, just your husband present, maybe maybe there was somebody else that helped. We don't know that. The Bible doesn't talk about that. But we do know that on that day Jesus was born, and the whole world changed. And, and one man changed the whole world. Can you believe that? And he changed it, what, for the worse? No, for the better. Because he gave us the, uh, the promise of eternal life. And what better present than we can get at this time of year than eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen and amen. Well, good morning. Good morning. Morning. Sir. How's everybody on this fine morning? Wonderful, blessed, and everything. That is good. I'm I'm glad my Mama Bell had had her tea this morning and she could talk to me. So I'll just talk to Mama Bell about being Mama Bell self. Mom Bell, you and I are going to have a nice little conversation on this line by ourselves this morning, just you and me, because everybody else is asleep. So they're just listening they to us like this. They went back to sleep, okay? They were, they were back to sleep. They were back to sleep. Okay. I'm going we're to do something. We're going to carry on right on by ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do something this morning uh, very quickly. Uh, and I asked you if we go over the 8 o'clock hour, where your clock is just fast. It's really 8 o'clock when you get out. Don't bad if it says 8.20. Your clock just moved too fast. <laughs> Bless him, Jesus. Bless him. Um, there's a mother on the line this morning, and I'm going to ask grandmother to do this because uh, she knows this mother. I'm not going to call out because that's not fair. I don't believe in calling people out, especially when I ain't telling them I'm going to do it. But this mother lost her son. And I don't know the details, and I'm sure that uh, those details, last time I heard, nobody knew what was going on. But I'm going to ask Grandmama very quickly because she is more familiar with the person and the situation, and she would just whisper a small prayer for that mother on this line this morning. And would you join her as she, this mother, has to contend with burying her son right here at Christmas? Would you help to comfort her in your prayers this morning? Grandma, would you do it for me, please, very quick. Most gracious and all wise Father, we just thank you, we praise you, and we love you, God. And we lift this, this mother up before you this morning, God. And we ask you this morning, God, to throw your loving arms of protection around her. Give her 
her the strength that she needs. Take care, oh God. Bless her, oh God, from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet, God. Encourage her heart, God. As she have to deal with this situation, God, you know all about it. And we put it all in your hands, God. And we just thank you, God. We thank you for loving her. We thank you for encouraging her. We thank you for helping her. We just thank you, thank you, thank you. Because, God, you said in all things, give thanks. And we praise you and we love you. And we give your name, all the honor, all the praises, and all the glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. 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 Well, this morning, I hate to, to, to move on quickly, but there's only so many lies I can tell you when that clock hits 9 o'clock. I can't tell you it's 8 o'clock too much. You might not believe me. <laughs> but this this morning I wanted to do a little something very quickly and uh I'm gonna ask you to pray with me. I'm gonna try to be pen- I'm gonna try to be Presbyterian this morning and do a nice little Presbyterian message. The Presbyterian message is about ten to fifteen minutes. Now you don't know how to do that. But I'm gonna try. Lord, have mercy. Forgive me, because if I lie, just forgive me. That's my intentions this morning. But I have been in conversation with you, and I heard that blow. Like, I don't know why you keep trying to do that to yourself. You know you don't know how to do it on 15-minute message. But uh, I want to uh, do something this morning because I've been talking about what we do next. How do we uh, pursue this idea of uh, virtual church next? And it's been a conversation that I have had where I've said that uh, 2020 was a year to prove that this could be done, and 2021 will be a year to define what we're doing not only in the church world, but in the economic world, the education world, educational world, and all other things that we have been doing around here uh, this past year. And so I've been in talks with a gentleman that has agreed to uh, come with us and explore what our next moves are. And we're going to be looking at it from a, a holistic perspective, not just from a church perspective. I'm uh, pretty good at church. I think everybody on here can agree with that, especially those who've been around me longer than five minutes. And there's other aspects that I'm good at, but then there's dealing with uh, more than that. It's dealing with motivating people, educating people, trying to push them into their passions and dreams. Those are things that that has kind of uh, cooked my goose, if you will. That there's a lot of us who do not uh, have the ability or operate in our abilities is what I should say. And so this morning, if if I can, I'm just going to... uh, uh, let a voice come on now. Some of this is going to shock a few people, but that's all right. Uh, 
I'm going to uh, just say briefly now, there's a preacher in this young man, and we can't have two preachers on the same Sunday because we will be here at 10 o'clock. So if we can for just two minutes, just have uh, uh, Brother Travis come on and say good morning and say what's on, what he is, a little bit about him, a little bit. And then we will uh, kind of go from there moving forward. And I'm going to shut up and just let him talk because he can explain what is on his heart much more than I can and much more than I feel like doing right now. Well, well good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. How are we doing? Welcome yes, back. Yes. Today is uh, a new day, a new day of beginnings, a new day of increase. We all receive that. Amen. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Well, a little bit about myself, because yes. like I said, time is of the essence, and that's one thing I'm about to uh, I say, you know, you never need to really look at the clock. God controls all, so just go on his time. But to keep everything um, short and sweet, I am the founder of True Principles Investments, and a little bit of what we do is we invest in people. We consult in with them, whether they have a business, whether they're thinking of starting a business, we go ahead and help them along the way, all the way from paying for their business license to helping them create media content, social media content, e-books, and basically anything that ties into your business and make it a brand because this is the year of increase, 20 is the number of the uh, wait is over. And so it is very important for us, if we're going to break generational curses, to get our finances right as long as well as our mental. So with that, we just don't help you on the business side, we help you on the lifestyle side as well. And that is taking your life from basically not having a purpose or a dream or a goal to go after or having that motivational basic self-doubt to reprogramming your whole mind to just trusting your Heavenly Father and whatever you believe and having your heart go for it. So without further ado, I'd like to turn it back over and that was just a little bit. I'm here to, to help push anybody and everybody that is willing to believe in themselves and believe in a in their heavenly father hey you can take it to new heights and i'm like very glad to be along with you all on this journey well everyone who is excited about this young man just go ahead and give a good amen 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 Amen. I, I have, as you as you know, when you hear him, you know I've been uh, preaching about this since we have been starting about uh, being able to pursue your your God given purpose. I don't have to go into that because you know I've been talking about that right here. And so when uh, I had the opportunity to meet him, uh, he agreed that we would uh, see how we can incorporate that into the first virtual. Is, is that right? Or am I talking out of turn, uh, Brother Travis? Oh, no, you're correct. You're correct. All right. All right. All right. All right. Just making sure I was all right. You know, it's early in the morning. My brain's gone. 
So we're going to be exploring that, and in doing that, uh, that's going to be a, a, a new wing, I guess I should say, one of the first wings of the, the first verse. We're actually going to start doing something around here. And so with that, we're just going to very quickly, and this is going to be a day of praying around here. And uh, I have uh, something else that we have done kind of under your nose. Uh, I have not told you because there's really no need to tell you. But I'm going to tell you now. We put together a council to kind of... uh, well, they were already doing it anyway. I just kind of made them official. We made them official so that uh, uh, kind of to keep me out of trouble. Because there's a lot of things when you start dealing in this in this type of work, and and sometimes you need to consult somebody else besides the things that's in your head. And so we put together a little council of people. Uh, three out of the four are here. And the reason why they are this way is because it's made up of people from all different ethnicities and backgrounds, religious, uh, reformations, what have you. And so unlike traditional churches where you got the church deacons and they're all the same faith, these are or they all the same reformation, should I say, I don't like that idea. I like to be balanced and cultured. And so we have, uh, like I said, different people from all different backgrounds. And one of those persons who sits on this little team of advisors is Pastor Bob over at Freemason Street Baptist. And, of course, he couldn't be here this morning because he got to do his own thing this morning. But uh, Pastor Booth is on it. And uh, Brother Dennis is on it. And since it's keeping me in check... I put my dear grandmother on it. That's good. And so very quickly, at a minute apiece, if you can, uh, we just ask you to give your your uh, prayers, little prayers or thoughts over what we're getting ready to do with this new venture as we begin to explore what uh, the Lord will have us to do as it pertains to uh uh, I call him Pastor Travis's vision. That's another conversation for another day. So we're going to do it in that order. Uh, Pastor Booth, then uh, Brother Dennis, then uh, Mom and Grandmother can come and, and share just 30 to a minute on their whatever they have about as we move forward. And before they do that, Mama Bell, go ahead and get ready. I'm the keys. Well, wake up. <laughs> <laughs> you got some te- you got some keys to tickle. So wake up. I'm ready. I'm ready. 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 All right, Pastor Terrence, you got something to say before we leave? Did he? Did he? Is he still with us? When Brother Dennis, do you have anything you would like to say? And Grandmother, have anything like to say, Pastor Terrence, or Wesley? If you don't mind, we'd like to, you know, just go to the Lord for a minute in prayer here. Uh, because 
that's who we need to talk to. He's our boss. He's the one that orchestrates our lives. He's the one that leads my life. Lord Jesus, we just thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. We ask that you guide us. Let us uh, know through through your word, through your spirit, that uh, what we uh, would like to have happen in the virtual church will will be um, under your blessing, Lord. We know that nothing is, is impossible without you, and, and everything is possible with you. So we just offer up uh, our thoughts, our, our ideas, and our aspirations to you, Lord, that you anoint us, you give us the right uh, things to say, the right words to say, obviously, and also the right heart and the right mind to which we approach the new year and the new time as a, as a virtual church, Lord. We just turn it all over to you. Amen. Dear Father, we just thank you, and we just praise God and asking God to help us as we make decisions, that we may not make decisions on our own, but we will make the decision that God is saying for us to do. And help us, dear God, that we will not judge people unfairly, but help us to judge them rightly. We just thank you and we praise you and we love you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Before I move on, Pastor Booth around? Or did he leave us? He might have left us. He's getting ready to go to to North Carolina. So uh, he might be uh, away from us. But... uh, we will hit him next Sunday morning and, and let him give his thoughts uh, as he begins before he prays with us next Sunday morning. Is that all right? Praise the Lord. Amen. All right, Mama. Go ahead and tickle the Bible. All right. All right. Take your time. We got to 9 o'clock.
Uh, a little silent night now. I feel like I can change the the opening song now. Got me, got me in my Christmas mood. I feel good about myself. One. It's just you and me, Mama. We talking to ourselves. Don't worry about nobody. <laughs> One was the Advent song and one was the Christmas Carol. Okay. You, you're doing beautiful. Isaiah 61, verse 1 through 3. And I'm determined that I'm going to do this. How much time I got? Oh, I got 30 minutes. Five okay. minutes. <laughs> That'll never happen. <laughs> I went to a Presbyterian school. <laughs> Isaiah 61, 1 through 3 says, The Spirit of the Lord God is on me, because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and freedom to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of our God's vengeance, to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who mourn in Zion. A few pieces that I want to focus on in, in this, if I can. And I'm going to try to get all my facts in and still do it in my now 29 minutes. Bring good news to the poor. One piece that struck me in that conversation. Heal the brokenhearted. Second piece. Proclaim liberty to the captives and freedom to the prisoners. It's three. Comfort all who mourn. That's four. To provide for those who mourn in Zion. I was in these streets a few minutes ago, more like days, and there was a crisis. Actually, I don't remember when it was. Time's a blur for me. But there was a crisis over in one of the uh, housing communities. That's a nice way to say it on this last sophisticated call. We call it the projects around the streets, but, you know, we're, we're, we're sophisticated today. And I don't remember the details, nor do I wish to share them on on uh, this live call. This ain't the Ricky Lake show, by the way. We only did that once, and so ain't doing it again. But there was something that happened, and these young, burly-looking dudes, Dudes that you would swear wouldn't care about nothing but themselves. They all raced to the scene. 
They looked at the situation, whatever it was that I do not remember. So please forgive me for again not telling you. I don't remember. I said, that's the truth. But they looked at each other and they said something that only the streets would understand. When they surveyed the situation and realized what needed to be done, they just looked down at each other and they said, we bout it. Now, for those of us who might be a little older and don't understand what that means, that is a, a street term for we about to get it done. We about to get it done. Now, Father and our God, I ask you for this opportunity. First, thank you for this opportunity to be able to have a conversation. Because it's your case. And I ask that all listening now and forever will without shadow or doubt understand what it is you are saying to us. And all those in agreement with that prayer respond with amen. 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 When we look at our conversation today, if I can just shoot from the hip very quickly. I mentioned those five pieces that stuck with me. We are here to bring good news to the poor. It fascinates me. When you tell me that you're bringing me good news, what does that good news mean? I would like to say, if I could just go ahead and be argumentative straight off the bat, that good news is more than just Jesus saves, Jesus saves. It's more than throwing a Gideon's Bible under their arm and making sure when they die that they'll end up in heaven. I happen to believe that argument very clearly because if you go down, it actually gives you more reasons why what I'm saying is right. We'll get to that in a second. But bring good news to the poor. Why do we need to talk about the poor? Because poverty is an overlooked thing in our society. And I know what you're getting ready to tell me. What do you mean poverty is overlooked? I see poverty all the time. Yes, you see an aspect of poverty. You see those on the streets that are begging. We call them panhandlers. Some of them got business licenses. They might have talked to somebody like Brother Travis and, and got expert opinions on how to get their the business license so they can go out there and panhandle on the street. That is a thing in some cities, you know. Some people are good at begging. Very good at it. And that aspect of poverty may or may not turn your emotions a little bit. 
But that's really the only sense of poverty, at least in my view. So I could just go ahead and keep it to myself. I can't talk about you. I don't I don't know you like that. Even if I know you, I don't know you. The Bible says no man knows the intent of man's heart. So I don't know you like that. Sometimes I don't even know myself. So now that we declare that, I'm just talking about panhandling is pretty much the only poverty that I haven't really paid much attention to. But there's, there's a lot more to that. Poverty sometimes includes personal economics that we have just talked about here for the last some odd minutes. But it also may include social economics. People just don't have the right connections. You heard the tale. It's not what you know, but who you know. There's a lot of people who cannot fulfill their dream and their destiny just because they have never been allowed. They don't have access to the right people, to the right places, and most importantly, to the right things. There's a lot of folks that are poor that never hit the streets. They're living under roofs. But they have no clothes. They're living under roofs, but they have no food in their houses. They're living under roofs, but there's no heat. There's no electric. It's poverty. Poverty is also in different areas of living standards. Some poverty is mental. They don't believe in themselves. And that is, in most cases, where I want to hang my hat here for this few moments. Bring good news to the poor. That you are better than your circumstances. That your individual stock is higher than you believe. There's a whole lot of folks that's got Rolls Royces in the driveways and two dresses and a diamond ring and a nice long brick house, but their emotional stock, their emotional interlar, or their emotional prevalence, if you will, whatever word you want to put there, just throw them all in there and stir it up and get a nice big stew. They're just down. They're emotionally poor. They're mentally poor. They're psychologically poor. He came to bring good news. He sent me. That's what the scripture says. He made it personal. So you can read it. You can read it to yourself. The spirit of the Lord God is on me. When I was growing up, my grandmother used to tell me, she said, anywhere you see something like that, me, you, put your name in there. The Spirit of the Lord is on Eric. Because the Lord has anointed Eric. To bring the good news to the poor. Good news. That you are somebody to be. You see. 
sometimes in this society, it's very easy to look at other people's perspective of you. It's very easy to analyze the world as you are concerned through somebody else's eyes. And most of the time, by the end of the day, when you finish, your eyes are dwindling down and it's just a little blur as you're heading into that transitional period. And you look and you saw that you fulfilled everybody else's destiny where you are concerned, but never got a glimpse at your own. How much have you lost? Chopped in the opinions of somebody else. How much have you thrown away because somebody didn't like it? They told you black folks don't do that. White folks don't participate in those types of conversations. That is not of your standards something I say. I remember back in the day, if you were super talented, let's just tell it straight, you were gay. Because boys did not go to the theater. Boys did not participate in certain activities. They were not gymnasts. They were cheerleaders only because they can sit there and look up the girls' dresses when they did the A and the E and the and everything. But we ain't gonna talk about that because we're being holy this morning. If that didn't wake you up, I don't know what will. <laughs> Bring good news, Mama Bell, since you and I are talking to ourselves. <laughs> To the poor. I thought about it. If I can add a little facts in here, just because, you know, that's what I do. I thought about it as I looked through the statistics. You know, there's a stat for everything. They're people who bore and ain't got no lives. We call them pencils without a, without a life. That's another conversation. I'll tell you about that in the parking lot. Mm. But the United Nations did a piece when it was asked, when it was asked, excuse me for that moment of blunder, to define poverty. And the United Nations responded, fundamentally, poverty is the inability of having choices and opportunities. It's a violation of human dignity. It means lack of basic capacity to participate effectively in society. Most of us don't realize just disenfranchising people is a form of poverty. If I don't have the tools to make it in this world, according to the United Nations, I am poor. The World Bank, which is an organization that's designed to gather funds and give it to poor communities, 
mostly in foreign nations. Maybe we need to get a couple of branches right here in these states united, but we'll talk about that later. I get my, my greatest diplomats on that case. Don't worry about nothing. But they was also asked to define poverty. Many similarities, but a few differences. The World Bank said that poverty is pronounced as deprivation in well-being and compromises many dimensions. It includes low income and the inability to acquire the basic goods and services necessary for survival with dignity. It didn't say you couldn't do it. It said every human is deserved the right to dignity. I come to give you dignity. That's what the scripture says. Amen. I thought about it. I was I, I might hang out in poverty today. Don't don't just let me do it. If I don't get to the other part, I'll finish it some other time. But I thought about it. Come to bring good news to the poor. There's a lot of poor around here. We look at the education system and our kids fail. They're educationally poor. They have tests that they can't study for because they can't understand it. Y'all know how they make them tests. Don't make me call nobody out there. They're, they're, they're testifying in this church. Books that they can't really read. Subjects that do not connect with who they are as human beings. A system that is designed to tell you what you're going to be instead of complimenting who you are. That is called depriving of dignity. I come to give good news to the poor. We're seeing it all over the world now, young people who are rising up, who are defying the odds, who are defying the system, who are going out and saying, this is who I was created to be, and you will respect me in what I am and not tell me who you think I should be. That is good news to the poor. No longer do I just have to sit there and fail and drop out, participate in lifestyles that are not good for me. I got good news. Anybody else in here realize you got good news or am I just the only one that's happy about this? We happy, we happy. We happy. Mama Bear, Mama Bear, Mama Bear, I love you this morning. <laughs> Heal the broken hearted. That's the second piece. I'm not going to spend too much time there. I'm going to just say 295,682. That's enough broken hearted right there to last a lifetime. How many folks have lost family 
And that's just COVID people who've lost. When I talk about the other folks who have passed from other issues and dramas, we haven't even gotten into the 18-some-odd million people who was affected by this virus. It's sad, sad. Heal the brokenhearted. Proclaim liberty to the captives and freedom to the prisoners. I think I've already made that crystal clear. In my earlier piece of business that we discussed, but if I can right there, just very quickly, just go back. Because I paused and I said that we get into situations that is beneath us, if you will, that it's not good for us or beneficial, should I say. Thank you for that moment of blunder. But one of those things that are not beneficial is injecting ourselves into the prison system. I was having a conversation last night uh, as I was writing this. I don't know why I was stressing over it because I don't even know what that, that, that set of notes over there says. Very few of it I know. But I was talking and I need for y'all to, to pray for uh, Sister First Lady. Sister First Lady, we're going through struggles. Sister First Lady, uh, has not yet understood leave me alone on Saturday night, but that's all right. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna work on that. Y'all just pray for me. <laughs> we will pray. Yeah. She ain't learned leave me alone on Saturday night. But she was talking. And since she was going to talk to me and I didn't have the guts to tell her to go away, I'll tell you the truth. I started listening to what she was saying and just wrote the message around her. Since she was saying the same thing that I was thinking about anyway, I think it was God saying, well, since we got it, we're just going to use it. I'm going to stop picking on her. I'm going to be in trouble here in a minute, but that's all right. I only got four months. I can live. trouble if you don't be quiet. <laughs> Big trouble. That's all right. I'm still in my own house now. I ain't got to be in a dog house for another four months. But the point is, she was speaking. And she was saying about certain things about how we as a people have gotten trapped. And systems, and I ain't got time to talk about that today. That's a whole conversation to itself. But I thought about the prison system. And I went and looked at the, the stats as she was talking to me. And I thought about it, and I looked, and I thought about it, and I looked. And I asked Google, you know, we talk to the computers nowadays. When most of you were introduced to computers, you had to do command and alt, control, alt, delete, and that sent you to the next prompt that you did, enter, enter, space bar, enter, tab, backspace. Y'all did all that stuff. Now we just tell the computer what we want. We ain't got time for all the other commands. That's too much to put in our head. We don't even remember phone numbers nowadays. I don't know if you know that. 
I'm sorry. Um, the point is, and she was thinking, talking, sharing, I asked the internet. I said, how many people, internet, tell me, how many folks have we lost this year alone in prison, unrelated to COVID? And I began to look at the stats, and I saw a story of a young man who took his life because his whole family was infected and he couldn't do anything. He had sold drugs all of his life, you see. Thirty-some years old, been selling since he was 16. Just got locked up a couple of months ago. He'd been selling drugs to provide for his family to, to put food on their table and to make sure that he had money so when they went to the doctor, when they got a sniffy nose, he could just pay it out of pocket. When they got some type of infection, he could just take them in there and just give them cash money. He was always prepared, but now he can't support. He can't provide. And he said, the only reason I did it was to provide. Now I'm locked up for just having an ounce of weed. And my family is struggling and dying and I can't provide. Somewhere between 1.82 million people every year in prison are dying. Many of them for mental depression. You say, I haven't heard that many prison suicides. No. They're so depressed, they just get angry and kill each other. Or worse, they do things and get killed. Another story I was reading. Spoke to the same thing. The man got so angry, he just went for an escape. He knew he was going to get shot. But his friend later testified he just was tired and wanted to die. So he charged the wardens, ran for the gates, took the keys. Up. Kind of like something in a movie here. I'm telling you the truth. Took the keys from one warning, went out the gate and just started for the exit, knowing he was dead duck. But he was tired. He was tired of being locked up. This one for something he did not do. To bring liberty to the captives and freedom to the prisoners. And then that last part, and I'm going to bring this to a close. Comfort all who mourn. That's a wonderful thing. We discussed at the beginning of the month, just call somebody that you know. Anybody do that 24 people? Y'all call to check on folks? Anybody do that? 
Not on the one been calling people. Mama Bell, you and I here by ourselves. Yeah, I'll, oh, well, I'll tell you, I wasn't able to, but I did call one person. I was able to do that. Well, God bless your heart. See, Mama Bell did it. That's all. That's all right with me. Mama Bell did it. That's, that's, that's all I care about. <laughs> the rest of them did it too. They just, they just can't tell us right now. It's yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, that's it's all right. Comfort those who want put the second piece. I believe the greatest first. Provide for those who mourn. What's comfort if I'm hurt? What's comfort if I'm broken hearted? My grandmother told me one day, and I ain't going to tell you where she got it from. My grandmama said that I kind of used it and somebody else stole it. They tagged it to their benevolence offerings at the church. And they said, we're giving you this love token because it makes no sense. This is literally in the church's tagline. I want my 10%. Thanks for reminding me this morning to go and ask for it. I should have trademarked it. But it says it makes no sense to have a broken heart and a broken wallet. So we provide. Now, what did I say to all this? What was the point? My dear grandmother begins comes in a few moments to pray over us. In this third Sunday of Advent, the day that the liturgical calendar suggests that we rejoice, I rejoice in the opportunity and the reminder that despite all of our situations, Despite all of our circumstances, despite where we fit on that spectrum that we have discussed today, he was sent to heal, to comfort, to provide, to proclaim, and most importantly, to give you good news. I am somebody. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, my fear is gone. Because I know who holds my future, and life is worth the living. Just Mama Bell finish it for me. Because he lives. My life is worth living. I didn't get the last part of it. Mama Bell, you did it all right. Grandma, go ahead and pray. To appoint them that moan in Zion to give unto them beautiful ashes. 
and all of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the plant of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Most gracious and all wise fathers, we come this morning. Help us, O God, to be comfort, comfort one another in situations, knowing, God, that you are the one that brings joy. You the one can bring peace. You told us, O God, let not our hearts be troubled, but leave in you and knowing that you are all we need. The peace that you give us, you give us the peace, not as the world gives, but you give us that peace of you, that we might put our trust in you, that we might know that in every situation to give thanks unto you. No matter what it is, you say give thanks. And we praise you this morning for that opportunity to just to say thank you, Lord, because, God, we know you do all things well. You know, in spite of whatever, God, you're working for our good. We don't understand it all the time. But, God, we trust in you. We put in our trust in you, knowing that, God, you love us so much. You don't want to come to hurt us. You're not coming to make us feel bad. But you come, oh, God, to put your love and your goodness in us that we can shine for you. You know what we stand in need of. You know the heartaches, the disappointment. You know it all, God, because, God, you see it all. God, and we say thank you this morning. We thank you, God, because we know when you see it, you hear it, and you understand it, and you're working for our good. And we just praise you this morning, God. We love you this morning, God, and we give you all the glory this morning. In spite of whatever, God, we can say thank you. In spite of whatever, God, we know that you don't need us no harm. Everything is for our good. Oh, God, and we just say thank you. We thank you, God. We love you, and we praise you. And, God, as we go this day, help us to take the name of Jesus with us wherever we go. Help us others for you and let them know that you are a sweet, loving Savior. You love us so much, God. We can't even imagine how much your love is to us. Because, God, we know that we are planted in the palm of your hand. You see us all the time. You understand our upside and our down sitting. You know all about it. And we say thank you. We thank you, dear God. We just praise you. We love you. And we give your name all the honor, praises, and glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Amen. I'll see y'all of you on Wednesday. Y'all have a wonderful day. Thank you, Lord. Because he lives, my life is now mm-hmm. worthwhile. Amen. 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 Amen.